Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag Your Mind Good evening everyone Welcome back Maverick family and new viewers Breaking news we it is confirmed the U.S. and U.K. have launched airstrikes against Yemen. It is ongoing as we speak. So we know it's happening. This is breaking. It is difficult to know exactly what is truthful and what is not accurate. But we do know that the United States and British military have launched airstrikes against targets in Houthi-controlled Yemen. U.S. officials have confirmed that now. They have targeted multiple locations. We're told maybe as many as 10 with fighter jets, Tomahawk missiles as well, fired from U.S. Navy ships. So these um, airstrikes come after U.S. Central Command said earlier today that Iranian-backed Houthis had fired anti-ship ballistic missiles from Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen, again into international shipping lanes in the Gulf of Aden. So I've been trying to just keep tabs on everything going on here. If you were worried about escalation in the Middle East. Well, we're, we're getting it. I know that uh, the U.S. had said that they don't want a broader conflict beyond what's been going on between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. But we are definitely getting it. More escalation. The U.S. and its allies in the Middle East um, trying to keep those shipping lanes open and had warned the Houthis, that if the strikes on merchant vessels continued, there would be retaliation, there would be strikes in Yemen. The attacks on those ships did not stop. The Houthis from Yemen's northwestern Sada province rose to power 
as Arab Spring protests swept the region back in 2011. Three years later, they had, we're told, support from Tehran and the Houthis to control of the country's capital. That prompted a wider conflict with Iran's regional rival, Saudi Arabia, which you know, they had problems for a long time anyway, and a situation in Yemen that the United Nations describes as the largest humanitarian crisis in the world. So there are images coming in here tonight, but I'll tell you, I'm reluctant to show you too much because I don't want to show you any fake news or any images that can't be authenticated. I do have some images here that I'm confident are legitimate. It appears where uh, we have video from the airport in Sana. I'll show you what we have there. Again, breaking news as US and UK forces launch attacks, airstrikes directly into Yemen. These are the first images we've received that appear to be legitimate. I'm confident enough in showing you this that I think these are accurate. Okay, so there is, uh, we have this. We're also getting reports that the Houthis have launched missiles toward the Red Sea and uh, Some reports of the Houthis launching cruise missiles at U.S. targets. We're trying to verify that to get additional, additional reports from reliable sources to determine if exactly what the circumstances are surrounding that. But the uh, attack confirmed now by U.S. military and government officials. And this is happening as an extension of what happened on October 7th when Hamas attacked Israel. The Houthis pledged support for the Palestinian side and began attacking 
merchant ships in the Red Sea, the United States, France, Canada, other Western allies demanded that these attacks, most of them launched with uh, drones from the Houthis, that they cease and desist. And that just obviously did not happen. So the United States sent ships to the region, patrolled the vital shipping corridor. U.S. helicopters at times have fired on Houthis in the past week after there was uh, an attack on a cargo ship. And so tonight we have the U.S., the U.K. launching these airstrikes and the Houthis. We are receiving reports that they, the Houthis have fired back with a barrage of uh, missiles, possibly cruise missiles at U.S. targets. In addition to that, we're also receiving reports that there could be Could be attacks on targets in Iraq tonight as well. And we are receiving word from U.S. officials confirming that the attack, the airstrikes have hit their targets in Yemen. Let me just uh, check here. I think we have some other video coming in here that I can share with you. Indeed, I think we do. Let me take a little break, cue up some of this, uh, this video, get the feed coming in here. And I'll share it with you on the other side. of this the new world order government overreach the great reset mainstream media lies now more than ever independent voices are needed donate now at freedomreporters.com that's freedomreporters.com maverick news the antivirus program for your mind Okay, so I'm not confident in that video. I'm not 100% sure that it's current or accurate. So until I can confirm that it's the real deal, I'm not going to run it. Still working on this for you folks. Hang on, I might have a tip coming in here.
Here we go. I think I can get you the video here. So stay with me. I'll, uh, we'll pick this up on the other side here. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, so I do have, I believe we have some video here. Yep. Right there. Let's get you the first, some of the first video coming out of there of these airstrikes. Stick with me. Here it comes. We've got it for you. This is all fresh. This is brand new stuff. Breaking news tonight. One more time. So the reports are that some of these attacks have been centered on the Yemen capital. So that's as that's as new as it gets, folks. And so geo, the geopolitical situation just got a lot more complicated. I think the other thing we should do here, given the, the gravity of this tonight, is uh, maybe go to the phones and let you guys join in on the conversation as we cover this breaking story live the United States, British forces launching airstrikes right into Yemen tonight. This after how many, how long has the, uh, has the trouble in the, in the shipping lanes been ongoing now? Two weeks, approximately. Vital shipping lane, I'll tell you, you threaten the world economy like that. And uh, yeah, you're bound to touch a nerve. And that is exactly what has happened. Not heeding the warnings. They were told, stop 
targeting merchant vessels where there will be airstrikes. And tonight we are getting them. Further escalation. I would say that it's this isn't just about Yemen. There are connected countries attached to Yemen. This is about Israel, Hamas, Palestine, Gaza. This is a connected to, to what's going on with Yemen, Lebanon. You have Iran over here attached to Iran. You have China and you have Russia. You have the BRICS nations essentially lined up over there. You have the West over here, the United States, NATO countries. This is not good, obviously. Tonight we get that much closer, a few more big steps closer toward a full-blown third world war, I would say. Now, it's lo it looks like we're probably in a situation now where these airstrikes are coming to an end or have ended. I'm not sure. There was nothing to indicate that this would be like a shock and awe campaign like we saw when the United States went into Iraq. And we're also getting reports that the U.S. Embassy, a, a U.S. Uh, not sure about this report here. I'll wait until I get confirmation again so it's accurate. I don't want to share information that's not accurate. And there's so much coming in that we need to confirm. It's very difficult breaking like this. Hang on. Now, also, we have received multiple reports now, so I think this is very credible that a submarine in the Red Sea is also participating in the ongoing operation with Tomahawk land attack cruise missile strikes against the Houthis in Western Yemen. Hmm. Yeah, and more reports coming in about attacks elsewhere against U.S. targets, but I am not going to share that until I get more credible reporting on it. And I do have multiple feeds through my headphones. Um, you know, sometimes I'm queuing up videos and taking information and in while I'm speaking to you. So it gets a little bit jumbled at times trying to talk, listen, think all at the same time. But I'm doing my best for everybody here. I'll tell you what, let me take a little break and we'll do things a little bit different tonight. We had a lot of other news lined up to talk about this evening and we may still get to that. I don't think we'll stick on this, you know, entirely tonight. We'll touch on some of these other stories and dip back into this as we get more information throughout the evening and we'll share it with you. So this is live breaking the United States, the United Kingdom, UK launching airstrikes into Yemen in response to 
those Houthi attacks against merchant vessels, the warnings were issued. They were told to stop. They didn't. We have further escalation. Very clear that, to me, that again, this is... They, they're, they're, they're pulling the U.S. in, in, in my opinion. They're, I think that this is, this is like, come on over here, get in, get, engage, engage. There's, a, there's a, a larger plan afoot. That attack on October 7th was not just an attack, a singular attack. That was just the beginning of a much larger strategy, folks. They knew Israel would respond to the way they did. They knew. And then we got these other reactions, a chain reaction, and it's ongoing. And I think they knew that the United States would do this and that the allied countries would do this. Um, i I very worried about this. Very worried about this. And I would say this as well, get ready to pay at the pump because now that we're getting this, if this, if this doesn't stabilize things and I don't think it will, I think we're going to get more escalation. Now I think you'll start to see oil prices rise. I think that you'll start to pay at the gas pump. This is, this is just the beginning, I think, of something much broader, much bigger that is likely to drag on for an extended period unless somebody wises up and comes up with a better strategy rather than just bombing people and things, targets. More escalation. I, uh, who knows where it's going? You, you never know. I'm, but I'm sure worried. I think we all are. Hang on, stick with me. Okay, I am getting the phones set up so you guys can call in and help me out, share your views, weigh in on the conversation. Here's the number. Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 
free. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. Okay, ladies and gents, the phones are fired up. We're ready to rock and roll with uh, the call-in portion of the show, which is coming a lot earlier tonight because I think it's important to give you guys a chance to uh, talk about this. Let's go to our first caller. Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. Yes. The Ricky Walker Barnum and Bailey show. <laughs> we knew it was coming. Yeah. Don't be so shocked, Rick. Well, it's the not. Writing was on the wall the whole time. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Leo. You, you know, you're right. And, uh, but nevertheless, it's, I don't know, it's, it's shocking, but it's certainly disturbing. I don't like it. Well, if you look at mainstream media right now, they're all in shock and awe. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. Mm. The fuck is, you know, they've been living on the moon for the last two years. Yeah. Even even longer since Joe Biden was elected. This was his agenda. Oh, yes. One hundred percent. Let's go to Ukraine. War. Right. You Ukraine, Iran, right? He wants to, <laughs> he has a heart on for it. Yeah. And, and we were warned yeah. by who? We were warned by who? Mr. Trump. That's right. It's very true. Right? So people could sit there and be in shock and on. Well, <laughs> the writing's been on the wall. So I don't know what to make of it. All I know is that there's going to be uh, some uh, possible uh, Arab uprisings going on in where? North America. In fact, we're seeing some warnings about that tonight. Um, some U.S. officials on heightened alert um, on domestic soil concerned about possible terrorist attacks here because of all of this crap going on. Keep letting them over. Keep letting them over. What do you expect? It, it, you know, what's the Canadian government, U S government expect? We're allowing what another half a million to a million come over here. Yeah. That are from where the desert. That's a desert problem. Sorry. I don't want to be racist or come off as racist, but mm -hmm. fuck these people. You know, they, they can't leave their baggage at the fucking door. Fuck them. Yeah. You know, you want to start your shit over here. You know, you want to start your shit over here. Oh, you have no country or origin because your country is blowing the fucking smithereens. That's not my fucking problem. So you take them over on an airplane and you throw them out of the fucking airplane at 36,000 feet with a, with a parachute. And get home. Fuck off. You know, is this is the the Canadian way, I guess. Remember the uh, the melting pot. I grew up in the in in the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. And we had the, the melting pot. This land is your land. This land is my land. Remember that song they used to make I, us sing. Yep, that's right. 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, my parents even said it. They said, this is not your land. This is our land. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we adjusted to this land. We adjusted to this land, right? So, you know, we've had our, our bloody wars and we got over it. Well, so, I, so, so we thought, up. it seems some people want to relitigate the wars and that therein lies the problem. People don't want to live together. They want to revisit the past and, and fight the wars all over again. I'm not into it. <laughs> Neither. You, you think I'm going to send my son? Who's 18 years old now? Just got his high school last week. Yeah, he, no, he's, he's legal age to do what? To be drafted? Well, Come to my house to draft my kid, motherfucker. So you'll see what happens. No, no, he'll thanks. be drafting up some uh, some some death certificates, and it won't be mine, right? Because I'm not standing for that shit, and that's what's going to happen. They're shy. If you look at the American military, man, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. You just spent 20 years in Afghanistan for what? A stalemate. Yeah. The shit in Iraq came to what? A stalemate. Vietnam stalemate. Oh, so you won the war in Granada. Grenada, whatever fucking country that was. That little island they invaded. Oh, yeah. the Panama conflict. That lasted a week. Yeah. You know, uh, different. Totally you're, different. You're taking yeah. on Yemen. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you're taking on Yemen. You're taking on Iran. You're taking on uh, Syria. You're taking on Lebanon. And, and the list goes on out there. You couldn't you know, take you know Iraq, what, you couldn't take Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, the thing that people lose sight of here is these conflicts are rooted largely in religion for some of the combatants, right? Especially on the Arab side, the Muslim side, the radical Islam side. There's a lot of religion there. It's not just political ideology. And, and we here in the West don't fully understand it. We don't think along those lines. And we don't, even now, with all the experience we've had with it from a distance for most of us, being insulated still by the oceans, um, we don't understand the, the, the underlying emotions and resolve that come with that and the, the commitment to things like suicide bombings and martyrdom we don't we don't fully appreciate how much that factors into everything going on here so right conflicts have gone on for thousands of years it's, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this well we've been more civilized okay we'll call it civilized well those days are changing guys yeah <laughs> really it is we're only what 10 days 11 days into the new year mm-hmm. look what we got you know, you get the prime minister's plane breaking down in in in, in uh, Jamaica. We got Jews in walls in New York City making tunnels. Yeah. And now we have this. Yeah. So this is a great start to the new year. You know, I I don't I don't know what to make of it, Rick. I really don't. But we knew it was coming, right? So I'm not going to sit there and say, "Oh my God, look what's happening." The writing was on the wall. You know. It's, uh. I just hope it stays peaceful over here, but I don't see it. I don't see it staying you know, peaceful here either. N- not with what we've been seeing well, yeah. in, on, in the streets. Too much. Well, not just that. Our our our, polit- our politics over here. Yep. You want to impose a ten point five percent tax hike in Toronto? That's just going to spread like wildfire if they get it. Yeah. It's going to spread to every town in the country, in the yeah. North America, all over the world. Well, if they could do it in Toronto, guess what? 
fuck you, L.A. You're, everybody's getting it, right? So, yeah. and that's that'll cause an uprising. When you can't afford to live, and we're in tent cities, people can't afford to eat because the cost of, of groceries, it's sickening. For instance, carrots. I've seen a video, and it's true because my daughter came to me today. She says, my friend delivers uh, carrots to uh, down in the States. I think mm-hmm. it was Texas or Arizona. And she says, and she says uh, they, the same carrots we're paying three fifty a pack for, folks, are only $0.78, cents, and they're from Bradford, Ontario. How is that fucking possible that those carrots are being shipped from Bradford, Ontario to Texas? And they're paying 200% less than we are, 300% less. You know, something has to be done. And the people aren't going to take it in the ass anymore. You know, and that's where Canada is going to have an awakening. You know, I'm on the right side of it all. I want peace. I want happiness. But by the looks of it, you, know, you come out with those those feelings of peace and, and, and being happy and everything else. And the government just wants to fuck you, bend you over and try it, right? No, that's well, why you're seeing you uprisings like, like protests even in Poland today. Massive protests ongoing there. Massive protests in Germany with the farmers, you know, and and better than protests. Mm-hmm. Better than protests in Poland, the police went in and raided the fucking parliament buildings and arrested mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. in Poland. Now, why ain't that shit happening here in Canada? The corruption's right there in front of us. We see it. It's being dealt to us every fucking day, and nothing's being done about it. Right, and then people wonder why they lose uh, uh, faith in the institutions. True well, enough. if you don't get off your ass and do something about it, then you're fucking part of the problem. Yeah, we need more transparency. I, I think we need to be able to follow the money more closely and find out. We, I think, when it comes to a politician, you need to. The public should have the the right to know where every penny a politician takes, where it comes from. Well, Everything. you can't be taking gifts. Remember when yeah. uh, uh, Ragmeet Singh took a watch, he had to give it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Prime Minister Trudeau just took an $85,000 free fucking trip from somebody. Believe me, we're not mm-hmm. that stupid, Rick. That's right. He's getting something in return. The Green family was the family at the place where he stayed. Follow the fucking Green. Yeah. And I mean the money. Yep. Because there's something at the end of the rainbow. Nobody gives away an $85,000 fucking trip. I don't care who you are. Yeah, and that's why the conservatives are seizing on that as a political opportunity, calling for an investigation into it with the ethics commissioner. But the ethics commissioner cleared that for Trudeau, so he could go. Well, I'm sorry, but that that just smacks. He didn't clear that. He didn't clear it? He didn't clear it, and it was on the news today. Oh, well, then they lied. They they. They lie. Uh, so that's the, the other scandal. But where in the fuck is Pierre Polyev? Still on vacation? Get your ass. You're a fucking politician. You're serving the people. Get off your fucking lazy fucking ass. Okay, because the shit's ready to hit the fucking fan over here. And he, it looks like he's hiding like a fucking weasel. Okay? Yeah. Since the fucking January, since January 1st, the shit that's happened, we haven't heard a word from Pierre Polyev. Minus his Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas. Like, shit's fucking, I don't know. These are the people we voted for, right? Yeah. Well, it's so, getting... A lot, of piss, a lot of pissed off people. Yeah, and this is just... Um, tonight, this is just 
another step toward real danger. Um, this is a prelude to the a prelude to the future, guys. This is nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. I can smell the shit from a mile away. Yeah. Okay, you can't con a con artist. Good fucking luck. It ain't gonna work. So anybody that thinks they could con me, <laughs> I get a laugh about that because it's not gonna happen. One thing I was born with was street smarts. And thank God that I have the street smarts because there's a lot of fucking dummies out there. And I'm not one of them, right? Yeah. So you probably lined up with the call for right now, right, mister? Oh, we got, we have at least one or two more on the queue. Yep. Yeah, we have. Who's uh, on there? Is Johnny on there? No, not yet. Uh, we have uh, Tony from London on. Let's bring him in here. Hello, Tony. How are you tonight? Oh, Rick, uh, if I were any better, I'd be bouncing off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Um, ah, there's so much going on, you know, like, uh, somebody said, you know, we might reminisce about 2023 and you know, that's becoming more truer every day. Um, <laughs> mm. I, I think, uh, I think it was attributed to Charles de Gaulle that said that every country has an army, that, that's, whether it's yours or somebody else's, <laughs> nothing is that's that I ever. I don't, that's, that's pretty, whether attributed to him or not, whether he said it, but it's pretty much true. Um, you know, but uh, this airstrike in Yemen, it's another, uh, U.S. is trying to take them to war to distract from what's happening in their own country. And, you know, the wide open southern border, God knows who they're letting in. Uh, they're not, most of those people aren't coming to work. They're coming to work the system. And, um, you know, it's, it's just absolute idiocy. You know, uh, and the other thing is that the uh, the open borders is just basically leading your country to destruction. We cannot absorb this many people. And, you know, I read that Canada, we allowed in half a million people, 530,000 people from July 1st to September 30th. That's like the size of the city of London or more. Yeah. And they're going, oh, we have a housing shortage. Oh, wow, our, our health care system has collapsed. Gee, I wonder why. You know, the analogy, Rick, is... You're in a, a lifeboat, and there's room for 10 people, and there's like 50 people in the water. Guess what happens if you let all 50 people onto that lifeboat? It sinks. And that's what happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can't help the third world if we become one of them. Mm. Hey, Tony, and, do, you, do, you, do you watch uh, other, other news things? Because it's funny you touched on that with the, uh, the immigration uh, I seen a governor speaking about how she's having people or trying to talk to the people of the state uh, to open their doors and let the immigrants into their houses and shit. Right? Did you catch yeah, any I, of that? I, play? I, yeah, it's uh, I, I listened to. I don't know if uh, Dr. Michael Savage. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, oh yeah, he, he's a, he's a great guy. He's uh, he's not a young man. He's going on eighty two, but he he really. He really uh, speaks the truth. Uh, he's at the age where he doesn't care what he says because, you know, he's, he says the truth because, you know, at that age, what are you going to do to him? And, um, and his son sold um, rock star um, beverage, like for like a billion dollars, he and his partner. So his son is, you know, uh, you know, you know he's almost a billionaire. So he, he has no worries, but he can speak the truth. And he does. He's written like 25 books or more. And, um, you know, he he's just just a straight shooter, and he's the kind of guy. If uh, you know, he doesn't like you know, I, I, I don't want to come you know. off. 
as a bad guy, but when they say to open your doors to the, uh, your, your personal doors, people, this is your property, your house, your refrigerator, your freezer, your wife, yeah. open, open your doors to these people. You know, I have three extra bedrooms in my house that are empty because my kids are all moved out. Okay. Yeah. And I'd rather fuck taking stray dogs. Well, or stray cats. you know, this is, they're taking us like uh, increments towards communism. And they, they're trying to sneak it by us and these cutesy, you know, all-inclusive, all this other, you know, soft soap words that are really, if you boil it down, it's it's leading us down to, to uh, communism. And, uh, you know, I said to people, you know, the young generation are going to have to work twice as hard or three times as hard for half as much as what we had when we were their, their age. And uh, I think um, this government in the West, like we're just uh, that whole uh, um, World Economic Forum and all the rest of them, they're calling the shots in Europe and look what they've done to Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it keep, the list goes on and on. I don't know if, if you ever heard of Epic Times newspaper. Oh, yes. Yeah, I have. Um, I, I, I read it all the time. It's it's a it's a it's a good newspaper. It's you know I have it side by side with the Toronto Star, and I look at the Toronto Star and I go, what a I want like bird cages with that rag. <laughs> it's so <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm being polite here. I think you. Can... <laughs> you know what? I watched some videos from the Sun that uh, Lily. No, the Ryan Star, Lily. Toronto Star. That's good... mm-hmm. yeah. Li- that Lily, other other. Uh, he's from the Sun, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He seems to be out for the government, right? Uh, not well, yeah. he's for the people, but he's out getting the government for us, right? And then giving us the facts and everything else, right? So, yeah, I don't mind watching that guy, but you're right. Mainstream media, there's a lot of them out there. I can't stomach rags. Well, it's just, they were bought, they were bought and sold, bought by the government, and they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. So they're they're lap dogs, and. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's harder and harder to find um, media, like, you know, Rick and, and other people that are, you know, trying to alert us to what's going on. And it's shocking that about a third of the population, people have no clue. They're absolutely clueless. Clueless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, 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 you try to explain to them, it's just, don't waste your, don't even waste your breath. And there's about a third of the people that know what's going on. And then the other third are the kind of people that go along to get along. You know what I'm saying? And they're the ones that you, you might have a chance of influencing and say, hey, you know, you know, make up your own mind. But listen to this or watch this or read that and see what, you know, see what you think afterwards. And, you know, that's where you have to go. My dentist, here's a good story for you guys. I've seen him today. Uh, but I love going to his office when the... Uh, uh, jibbity jabbies and all that shit and the, uh, the restrictions and lockdowns everything else is happening. He stayed yeah. open. He's like, fuck you, fucking, okay, he didn't get the jabs, none of his staff got the jabs, none of that shit, and he stayed open, right? And this guy's yeah. one of us. And he's working in my mouth, telling me all kinds of crazy shit. Each time I go in there, I'm like, I, I, I say I gotta get this guy on Rick's show. He's a dentist, he's <laughs> right, bona fide, and uh, he knows what time of day it is when it comes to the, the world news, the right world news, not the wrong shit, right? 
Well, you know, the bloody uh, the medical associations here in Canada, even the Americans were appalled that how hard they were coming down on doctors that were talking against the the fake scene. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. did I say? I, I mean, you I'm said it right. The, uh, you said it right. And that the uh, that wonderful new uh, medicine that they're injecting people with. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, you said fake. Uh, you said fake scene, right? Fake. Scene. Yeah. 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 The Kool Aid. Yeah, it's the Kool Aid. But um, there's more and more studies, even out of Europe, that are coming out of. Um, well, I don't know. Let's call it what it is: side effects. And, you know, every medication has side effects. Every every medication. They even, you know, if you get a prescription, they'll give you a eight and a half by 11 page of, you know, what, what, you know, information about the medication, you know, common side effects, less common side effects. To say that this didn't have any is a bold-faced lie. Mm-hmm. And you remember stuff like Zantac and all that? Now there's class action lawsuits. And Big Pharma, they consider class action lawsuits cost of doing business. And uh, just to me, it's just, uh, you know, just part of the cabal, the uh, worldwide cabal, uh, Big Pharma, Big Banks, you name it. And uh, they're, they're really putting it to the, the middle class, the people that, you know, are, are the workers, the worker ants. But... Uh, Oh, you were mentioning about Poland. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they do a hard left? They went communist again, almost. Yeah, they have. Yeah. I'm not Rick, sure on that. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. But I heard they, I uh, they arrested I heard, the opposition leaders. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. That's what I heard too. I heard the, the police were going in there, and you know, for what I don't know. But that's what we're hearing right over here. Who knows? Yeah, but they they did a hard left, which is kind of contrary to what's going on. Some other, you know, uh, uh, Holland kind of woke up on Selma Coffee and they hurt uh, Wilders, I think. And because that's I guess probably why they're protesting. On Germany too, right. and like I mean, they're they're seeing their whole country disappear before their very eyes. I mean, you know, it's all grim. Immigration's great if the people, you know go, like you say, into the melting pot. And, you know, 364 days of the year, you're a, a Canadian or American or a German or Italian or uh, a, a Dutch citizen, but the, maybe one day a year you celebrate your where you were from. But now it's the opposite. <laughs> you celebrate mm-hmm. one day a year in your new country, and then the other 364, you're back in the old country. So, you know... It's, uh, uh, I, I get really irritable when people say, well, immigrants built this country. I said, yeah, my grandparents, they worked hard and they died young, but these bunch, they're working the system. They're not here to work. They're here to get welfare. They're here to, yeah, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them. And, You're right. Um, we see anything yeah. about it being being uh, racist. White. You're racist. You're written off, right? And I'm fucking sick and tired of the whole system. Really, I am. Oh, you could say, "Hey, it's snowing outside." You're a racist. Oh, it's climate change. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, uh, oh, oh, okay, huh? Oh, 
Uh, oh, tell me, uh, you know, give me a billion dollars and I'll stop the wind blowing. <laughs> and I'm going, they got these, these kids believing that this is a climate catastrophe, climate crisis. I, I was in college in the 70s. I was reading, and we had an extra long break between uh, classes, go up to the library and you know, do some homework. And I'd read the newspapers from all over North America. And they're going, and this is like 76, 77, 78. Are we entering a new ice age? And then just a few short years later, it's global warming. And all the temperatures going up. And then the last 22 years or so, you don't hear anything more about global warming. Now it's climate change. Now it's climate catastrophe. I'm going, wow. <laughs> I'm going, you know, did anybody mention to the school kids that, you know, 10,000, 12,000 years ago, there was like a giant uh, two-mile thing, glacier over two-thirds of North America and Northern Europe? Gee, what happened to all that ice? Oh, wait. Yeah, it melted. <laughs> it got exactly. warmer. And I'm going, exactly. hello. Oh, boy. Gee. <laughs> the climate has, there's natural fluctuations. Does the world have one climate? No. There's different climates all over the earth. So just exactly how are you going to, what is the end game in your, your, your trillions of dollars. There is no end game. It's got a lot of green for uh, 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 people building these solar panels and wind turbines which blow apart <laughs> strong wind. Uh, there was yeah, a video of that. pumps for Alberta tonight, folks. Yeah. Was what was it, minus 50 or something? <laughs> yeah, see how those things work. Right, they even bring, say uh, that once it gets below minus 20 or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, bring, guys. Uh, let's bring I'll, I'll let you go here. Yeah, I got I've got people stacked up, so let's bring Choosy in and get him. Well, good talking to you, gentlemen. Conversation. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate the call. Bye now. Thanks, Tony. Hey, Choosy, how are you tonight? Hey, Sir? Rick. I'm hanging in there at my table. It feels like a vehicle. Feels like a you know, vehicle. like back in the old days. Yeah, like. Back in the old days when you this is just like I'm traveling the world, man. <laughs> yeah. Well. Are the Knights of Malta going to help us out of this one, Choosy? Uh, Leo, we, we, the answer to our problems is simple, like AA. We got to occupy those Order of Malta headquarters, and, uh, and there's an office in Toronto to be exposed. And, you know, eh, that's what we can do. It comes down to that. It's stupid simple, and it's the answer to the wars, the weird weather, the uh, weaponized everything, the bigotry, it, 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 it uh, separates out the backbone of the war on innocence, you know, and uh, a lot of people are still having debates about whether there's genocide going on or whether this is even targeted at a particular people. And I think everybody needs to hold on to the acknowledgement that it's not targeting any particular group of people, that they are targeting innocents in general, which means anyone that's not in their corruption club. And 
uh, if we if we don't really acknowledge that, we'll be next on the list at some point. We, we've seen that when they decide it's time for their sacrificial land grab, that they don't care who's there, you know, and um, we don't know what that schedule is. So I think we better put a stop to the schedule by putting a stop to the order of Malta. And we need military tribunals to do that. And we're going to need to show that we understand who the culprits are and occupy and expose them peacefully, legally, responsibly until we get the necessary attention from the standing military officers. Noam Chomsky said back in 2020 in October, he was on Amy Goodman. And he said it may be time for the military officers to decide whose side they're on. And, and we're at that time now. We were at that time then. We were at the time decades ago. And uh, we need to acknowledge that. And we, we need actual bravery right now. I don't think they factored in the uh, Internet when they were making all these plans. I don't think they factored in that that people see. They think that their Jesuits are the only fearless people on earth, Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with the, with the help of the internet, it, it could be good and it could be bad. You know, they yeah, they can well, look at these chat I mean, rooms and shows like Maverick and say, "Well, you're a Maverick. Guess what? To, you're over here." We don't we don't have to cook our souls in order to express our fearlessness. Fearlessness means that we're not going to let Rome cook our souls, no matter what, what, however the end ends up, at least we did the right thing. And well, right now, like somebody's mean, cooking my soul and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like it either. I almost, uh, gotten an ugly scene with a state trooper at the supermarket just now. And I, I walked away from it, but I hope that there's not some litigation in the, in you know, on the bench warrant or something. And it's not a good feeling, that kind of tension, you know, and, uh, it, it was just over bullshit. Like the cop blocked my entrance to the parking lot. Like as soon as you pull in there off the main road, he just stopped. And I couldn't tell he was a cop. It was an unmarked vehicle and he didn't signal. He didn't do anything. So I, I put my signal on, I went to go around him and then he put lights up his lights so, yeah, and, you know, there was people in the crosswalk, but I could see because I was going slow and they were already on the sidewalk. So I just kept going around him, but he was all butthurt. And then I got out of my car and I went right over to him and met him halfway. And he was like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to get out of your car. That's escalatory. And I was like, oh, and I was like, look, dude, just give me a warning and let's go on our way. He's like, don't tell me what to do. But anyway, I ended up like cursing at him and yelling at him and still walking away. Leo. That's why we have phones and today. That's why I said the Internet may be our friend. And we have these I things called pull, phones with videos. And I videotape everything. Believe me, everything. If I get pulled over for a red light, the cops going on fucking camera and they know that before they even get up to my car. 
I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. I didn't have my phone with me because I don't travel with it because I don't want them tracing me for one thing. Because I don't know. Well, they, they like to lie, right? I don't, I don't know if some secret Masonic police around the corner is going to get some, you know, signal to, you know, pull some shit on me. So when I go out, even on my bicycle, I don't take my phone with me. Well, that that's why I film it all, because David Menzies just exposed it, too, and we've been exposing it for years. The police lie. Okay. It's got to stop. It's they got lie. to stop. You know, they all think that they're heroes, and you just tell them, look, have you ever heard of the peaceful carnation revolution of Portugal? I told the guy that, and that shut him the fuck up. He's like, I don't want to hear about that. You know, or if you tell them, oh, do you know that Epstein is Knights of Malta? That'll shut them the fuck up. You'll be a big hero. Go get them. You know? You've got to establish authority with these assholes. It's good that I had like six inches reach on the guy. Otherwise, he might go <laughs> another way. So just uh, well, a bring it back to the, to the topic at hand here tonight, guys, which is this... Uh, situation in uh exile yeah. yeah and i'll just uh get some final <laughs> thoughts from you there choosy yeah yemen they've been after yemen for a while there was buzz and intel uh 12 years ago about that they had a hard on for yemen and I'm not buying their, they speak out of both sides of their mouth. They say they have a trouble with these ch cheap drones and the pirates. And they tell us that they have all these fabulous directed energy weapons that are economical and, you know, instantaneous. And they can be fired over and over again. But then when it comes down to the practical application in the field, they all, oh, well, that, we have no idea about that. You know, we have to go in and drop all the expensive stuff because that's what the military contractors want. Because once they sold them the lasers, they don't make money for the military industrial contractors. This stuff is never going to end, Rick. They want to flatten the whole world just to prove that Rome still owns it. And we need to put a stop to it. And that means moving on the order of Malta headquarters. And I left instructions the best I can, the way I do in the comments section under True North, because I don't go on Rebel because they blocked me. And I was like, they, they, they need to join elbows and go expose to Ottawa order of Malta headquarters and show that they're actually not just licking the boots of the and following the procession to Davos. You know, oh, oh, I'm going big shot, going to Davos to expose the big shots by being a big shot, going to Davos when the order of Malta headquarters is right there. So that that's my final thoughts. Uh, unless you have any other uh no it's just uh, it, it just comes down again to the money and corruption essentially and uh i understand exactly where you're going with that in so far as we need to expose the corruption we need to flush that stuff out of the system as much as we can because it's as you say it's the um you got to pull the backbone out of the assault on the ordinary people 
Yeah, and we need to be specific in our language and terminology. I'm still going around in the chats, and it wears me out to see the alternative media still using the Z words instead of Jesuits and Jesuitism and uh, the Order of Malta specifically. This actual concerted effort coming from the host to allow them to remain anonymous. And it's not helping anything. We need to get specific with the language and terminology or uh, we're just participating in smokescreen. So uh, it's not like we're, we're confused or powerless. I promise everyone, the more research you do on the Southern Military Order of Malta, the more the dots connect to everything. The warmongers, Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, uh, you name it, uh, Elon Musk, Bezos, uh, Putin, uh, Zelensky, uh, all the governors, the, uh, and, uh, and that's the, the top of the hierarchy of the Jesuit order at the national level because they have diplomatic international immunity. They're the big shots with the criminal license, reporting to the Jesuit cardinals, who are the de facto dictators of nations. And uh, it's the same Knights of Malta who in their cahoots are founding all of the global toxic alphabet entities that they defer to for their own supposed credibility. And we can't allow them to keep doing that. They're not credible. They don't have a legitimate plan except scuttling everything that's good and related to the support of innocence. Uh, We know that. So the only thing left to do is to just put feet in front of those order of Malta places and put content online and continue to educate people. They haven't totally shut us down by any means. In fact, I'm getting harassed less online than I was a couple months ago. They were making me miserable, throttling my controls and everything. Okay. So we well, just keep we, the push we, going. All right. Thank you, Choosy. We better... We better move on and get to the yeah, other news of the day. I'll continue to monitor this. Right. Thank you guys for helping out here with the conversation Thanks, tonight. Fred. And uh, and we'll carry on and I'll keep everybody abreast of this as best the best I can throughout the rest of the uh, the broadcast tonight. Ciao, thank Susie, you. Rick. Thanks, Rick. All right, you guys have a great night. Take care. And let me... Just uh, run a little promo here while I reconfigure a few things and we'll move on to other news of the day and we'll dip back into this. I'll keep you up to date on everything that is happening as this story continues to develop. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights. And freedoms. Credible. Trusted. 
grounded in reality. Maverick News. Maverick News. Defending free speech. Free speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow, maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. is watching so we have a lot of other stuff to cover tonight i will dip back into the information on what's going on in yemen uh, during the the remainder of tonight's broadcast so stay with us i'll keep you up to date yesterday chris christie dropped out of the race for uh, the gop nomination and uh, he said uh, that he has, he could see no clear path forward to victory. But before he came out, <laughs> before he came out to make his announcement, he was backstage and he was caught on a hot mic speaking. I just need to find the clip here for you. He was talking about Nikki Haley. Where is my clip? Oh, man. All right. He was talking with Nikki ha about Nikki Haley with, um, I think it was the... Former, well, let me just confirm who it was he was speaking with. One of the main GOP operatives. Sorry, I'm, this stuff with Yemen has got me discombobulated. I've got so much coming in here all at the same time. Anyway, he's back there speaking with this uh, GOP strategist and um, political activist. And, uh, and he just, he says that Nikki Haley is, uh, 
Here it is here. Yeah, he's going to get, says, she's going to, she's going to get smoked. So I believe it was the Daily Beast that, um, that broke this story. We have the audio for you. He was speaking with, um, what's the guy's name? Wayne, 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 Wayne. I can't recall the guy's last name. He was at the, uh, the Wyndham in New Hampshire. And it was uh, the Republican Party chair, Wayne McDonald. Speaking with Wayne McDonald uh, backstage. And and this is the this is the hot mic'd conversation that I don't think uh, well <laughs> I don't think it hurts Chris Christie, but it doesn't do Nikki Haley any good. Here's the uh, here's the audio. Here we go. People don't want to hear it, Wayne. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear it. We know we're right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. And and there's you know we couldn't have been any clearer. Right. We couldn't have been any more, any more direct or worked any harder. So, Let's you know. Yeah. Well, when you give land to China and places like that. I mean, yeah, that's gonna, what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far, just on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far, fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment? You know, and she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Oh, he's, I, you know, I talked to De, DeSantis called me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. So there's, uh, there's a little dose of reality. And Vivek Ramaswamy, who was not allowed to participate in that head-to-head um, -head debate we saw between DeSantis and Haley, because he, well, he's not polling high enough. Um, I think he had to have 10% at least in order to participate in that debate, which was, I think, moderated, hosted by CNN. Um, I don't think this is sour grapes from Vivek Ramaswamy, but he is saying that this whole thing is basically being choreographed so that you end up with a a two a two horse race where the establishment is going to try to put Ron DeSantis in there as the presidential candidate and Nikki Haley as the VP, and uh, and he's saying that he doesn't know if Ron DeSantis is aware, but he's not going to have a say in the matter. That's what uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is saying. I'll tell you this. Well, I'll, I'll run this and then I'm going to comment um, on the other side of it. And here we go. <laughs> Here's Vivek. Hang on a second here. I lost my clip. There we are. There you are, Vivek. The system wants to narrow this down to a two-horse race between Donald Trump and a puppet who they can control. And it has become increasingly clear that puppet is not a Democrat. It's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley. 
It's in our own party. Well, today, one more step in that plot unfolds. Chris Christie drops out. Next up, I'm going to make a prediction. You're actually going to see Ron DeSantis join Nikki Haley's ticket. He's going to be her VP. Oh, The I'm whole game is hiding now. in plain sight. Whatever it takes. And this system will stop at nothing. And I mean nothing to eliminate Donald Trump from contention. It's disgusting. But the same people who have said they're not going to actually take a principled stand against Trump's removal from the ballot. Haley and DeSantis are both in that category. Do the math, people. That's next up. Ron DeSantis is after Iowa. Everybody, including Chris Christie, apparently got a phone call from Ron DeSantis. Panicked was the word that Chris Christie used. This is the way the plot's going. Ron may not know this. Ron DeSantis may not know this. But that's what his donors are going to make him do. That's what's coming next. Ron DeSantis will become Nikki's VP. Whether or not Ron knows it, it's not really his choice. He's not the one in charge of that decision. And then the plot continues. We have to open our eyes and not fall into their trap. Our America First agenda cannot end. Our movement cannot end with Donald Trump when they take him out from contention. And if you think this system is going to even let this man get anywhere near the White House, we need to open our eyes. We need to do the right thing for our country. They are selling us the rope today that they're going to use to hang us tomorrow. Do not fall into the trap, people. And that's why I'm here. Wow. I'll tell you, he speaks plainly. And the more I'd listen to him, the more I like him. He's, he's a powerful speaker. Sharp. Quick wit. Um, not afraid. He just calls it like he sees it. Polished. And as much as he speaks plainly and is quick on his, quick on his feet, he he seems to still choose his words carefully. Crafted language. Some people compare him to Donald Trump, sort of a younger Donald Trump. I don't think he's like a Donald Trump. I think he's just his own guy. He, um, he reminds me very much, as I said yesterday, of Pierre Polyev in the way that he handles the media, the way that he is able to just speak off the top of his head. Um, well spoken, very well spoken, um, polished. And I don't believe the polls. That's really the point that I wanted to make here. I don't believe the polling. I think Ramaswamy polls higher than they give him credit for. And I don't think DeSantis and Haley um, are as popular as the polls would suggest. I think those polls, most of them are cooked. I think Ramaswamy's polling a lot higher within the GOP. I think he has. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Because Trump is still so strong and pulls so much, it's hurting Ramaswamy because he's supporting Trump. He's said many favorable things, hasn't said really anything negative about Trump at all. He'd be very well positioned to be Trump's running mate. But that being said, he's much more popular one way or another within the GOP than the polls would suggest. And if Donald Trump is not allowed to run, Ramaswamy would be a logical replacement for him. But with the way the system works, as you get closer and closer and closer, I don't know how this would play out when you get closer to the end of the process of selecting the candidate. 
So if he hangs in there, he might be a dark horse candidate in terms of actual numbers. If Trump is disqualified, can't actually do it. Ramaswamy comes from way behind. He's like that horse that starts at the very back or that, that, that runner who starts at the very back of the pack and runs all the way to the front and wins the race. He'd be like that guy. And he is near the back now because you have uh, Chris Christie who's dropped off and he wasn't pulling well at all. So I told you before, Chris Christie never stood a chance. He didn't have, he doesn't have any support. Not within the GOP, not within the circles of real conservatives or Republicans. He has support from rhinos, but not, not the MAGA group, not the MAGA crowd. And that's Trump country, man. Trump still controls the party. And Ramaswamy is certainly playing to that. The question is, is Ramaswamy for real? Does he mean it? it? It comes off as being sincere, but with any politician, especially these days, you just never know. Exile. The Knights of Malta. Maverick News. Join us. The world is watching. The New World Order. Government Overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News, the antivirus program for your mind. Donald Trump was back in court, barred from giving a formal closing argument. He, uh, he still rested an opportunity to speak in court during final arguments at the conclusion of his New York civil fraud trial today and unleashed a barrage of attacks. He went on for about six minutes until he was finally cut off by the judge. The judge was trying to find out if Trump would follow rules requiring him to keep his remarks focused on matters related to that specific trial. And when he was asked if he would comply with the guidelines, he defied the judge and simply launched into his speech saying that he is an innocent man. Now, afterward, his lawyer spoke outside in a scrum, a controlled scrum, 
not like the kind of scrum that David Menzies got involved with, with Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Christia Freeland. Um, everybody was keeping their distance here. Let me share with you the clip from his lawyer. Here we go. I have her queued up. And almost, I'm sorry, folks, that it takes me so long, but I am by my lonesome, producing all by myself, trying to get these things cranked up. And the internet is lagging, but we've just about got it. Come on, the internet. We're waiting for the internet, taking its sweet time tonight. Let me requeue it. Hopefully it comes up better. Here we go. Nope, still going to give me the hourglass. Let me run this promo while we wait for the internet to catch up with the human beings. So much for digital technology. Wait for that video to stop churning around in a circle with an hourglass thingy. Let's uh, let's show you some of this other video from uh, Yemen. We've got uh, this coming out of there tonight. These are the U.S. U.K. attacks. I'm getting here is that these attacks have appear to have concluded. I think they're over with, limited in scale. Again, not like uh, we saw in Iraq when the United States went in and launched their shock and awe campaign. Nothing like that. These appear to be more targeted. We will get more information over time. About the um, exactly what was hit, how successful these attacks were. 
And this clip with um, Trump's lawyer, this particular clip, I don't know what it is. It maybe, maybe it's a sinister lettered agency plot and they don't want us to let you see it. Wouldn't surprise me <laughs> these days, actually, but it's just churning. It will not play. This clip with Trump's lawyer will not play. I'll keep trying. I'd like to share it with you. It, uh, it certainly seems odd why everything else is playing, but not that. Or it seems like we're not allowed to share that one with you tonight. I wonder why. Very odd. Very, very odd. Let me see if I've got a clip here of Trump. I might have an alternate source here for that clip with his lawyer and Trump. Come on, baby. Okay, here we go. I've got the uh, the aftermath, the after scrum. Here we go. Let's bring up Trump and his lawyer. Here we go. Too many windows open, but I've got her now. Well, thank you very much. As you know, because uh, it is an unconstitutional witch hunt, it's election interference at the highest level. It's a disgrace. It's in coordination with the White House and Joe Biden because he can't win a campaign fairly. And uh, we're going through it, but it is indeed a terrible witch hunt. We're going to have a news conference a little bit later on. As you know, I want to speak. I want to make the summation. Uh, at this moment, the judge is not letting me make the summation because I'll bring up things that he doesn't want to hear. And uh, it's a very unfair trial. Nobody's seen anything like this. I don't think they've ever seen anything like this. We have a situation where a statute was used that doesn't give me a jury, so I have no jury. I really have no rights, and it's... Uh, and nobody, nobody thinks it's constitutional. People, legal scholars are writing about it like it's something they've never seen before. So it's uh, interference, it's political interference, um, and it's something that shouldn't be allowed. So I am uh, hoping to speak and to help my lawyers reveal all of the defects of this case that should have never been brought. Very, very strong financial statements. They thought it was the opposite. They had no idea because I'm a private company. Then they saw them knock their socks off. You couldn't believe it. But great financial statements. Uh, everything is good. We have, we have a level of detail in our defense that nobody's ever had. This is a case that should have never been brought, and it was brought. And it's very unfair, and it's very bad for New York State. Companies are fleeing, people are fleeing, the streets are crime ridden. And Letitia James, that's all, all she thinks about is get Trump. She's been dreaming about it for years. And it's, you know, it's not the way a, a state should be run. Because this is a state that's been in big trouble. You have all the businesses fleeing and you have the people fleeing. The people that pay taxes. People that don't pay taxes are coming in. So that's not what we want. 
So I want to thank you. We're going to have a news conference today. We don't know the time. We'll, we'll notify you, but sometime in the early afternoon at 40 Wall Street. So we'll give a news conference where we can actually speak and have a microphone here, because even that they don't want us to have. They really don't want us to speak too much. So we'll see whether or not the judge allows me to speak. Perhaps he won't, uh, but I certainly would like to. Thank you very much. So that was obviously going back into court. And then when he got in there, he basically defied the judge and uh, went off on a diatribe as it's being described by some. Let me uh, Let me just take a brief break again here again. I need to focus on that and focus on that and focus on this. And then I'll focus on this when we come back on the other side of this. Okay, I have an alternative source for the video that was going around and around and around in circles. This one's not, so let's let it roll. For the last 11 weeks, you heard that there was not one fact against President Trump. There was not one piece of paper that showed anyone committed fraud. And don't forget that Section 6312, a consumer fraud statute, has been wrongfully used against my client, innocent defendants, the organization, and every employee of the Trump Organization, which has single-handedly changed the New York skyline, including the building we are in today. These are special properties. Real estate is an art, not a science. But you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Political motivated individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. They can't beat him in the polls. So she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. And now today, after 11 weeks, after three years, we have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong and the kids have been dragged in just like the other defendants and it is wrong. America needs to step up and there's only one person who can do that. My client, Donald Trump. President Trump, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've gone through years with uh, this person. Uh, she's a political hack, the Attorney General. Uh, the judge is obviously extremely friendly with the group and we'll see uh, what happens. I think maybe he uh, may surprise people on a positive side. We'll have to see what happens exactly. But 
Uh, we've proven this case so conclusively. Uh, we've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, they don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. Millions and millions of pages, years of litigation, and all politically motivated. She campaigned on a I will get Trump. If you've ever seen any of the uh, seen any of her clips, they're horrible clips, actually. The anger. She's got serious Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about Letitia James, the corrupt attorney general of New York. So we've proven our case. There's not one witness against us other than one person who is a, a deranged. He's got a lot of problems. He's a man who's uh, been convicted of lying. He's a felon, convicted felon, and uh, not a good person. But that's their only witness, and he's now crashed and burned. They have no witnesses. And by the way, that witness took back everything that he said. He took back everything he said in court, took it all back. So they have no case. It's a shame that a thing like this is able to happen. Uh, businesses leave New York. Uh, she went after Exxon, and they decided to move to Texas. And uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. I paid over $300 million of taxes over the last number of years. $300 million. And uh, they don't recognize that. They don't recognize anything. So not think of it, not one witness millions of pages of document, years of this nonsense, and now it goes on. And one other factor, we won this case already in the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals voted in favor of us. But this judge has been very, very slow to accept that opinion because that's not the opinion that he wants. But we won in the Court of Appeals. That's the boss of this judge. He has to know that. And it was a conclusive victory, statute of limitations and other things. And that case has already been won. So that's the story. And I thought we'd come down to 40 Wall Street, which is a great building. And you'd get a chance to see one of the nicest buildings in New York and a convenient place. And I don't have to pay any rent because we have it. And it's been a very successful building. But it's a shame to have to have gone through this for years and years and years. And now we'll see if we're going to get an honest verdict. We didn't have a jury. We had no rights to a jury. It's a statute that's never been used before for a purpose like this. I just watched a certain broadcast and they said, you know, they've been looking. Has it ever been used before? This is a statute that's a consumer fraud statute, never been used for anything like this before. And it's a shame. It's uh, it's really a uh, it's a witch hunt in the truest sense of the word. It's election interference. And uh, it just came out. I just was just. Right now, Letitia James visited Joe Biden in the White House numerous times during the Trump witch hunt. And this just came out about 10 minutes ago. I got it. And so it's all it's all a conspiracy to try and get Biden, who can't put two sentences together, trying to get him into office. So I just want to let you know that uh, we have our best poll numbers. We have the best everything despite this and maybe because of this, because the people of the United States, all of those people back there, but the people of the United States really get it. They get it better than anybody else. Yeah, please. Mr. President, do you agree with your lawyers what they said on Tuesday that you should not be prosecuted or could not be prosecuted if you ordered Steel Team 6 to kill a political Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple. If a president of the United States does not have immunity, he'll be totally ineffective because he won't be able to do anything because it will mean he'll be prosecuted, strongly prosecuted, perhaps, uh, as soon as he leaves office by his by the opposing party. So a president of the United States, 
I'm not talking just me. I'm talking any president has to have immunity. As an example, Biden could come out and you could get him on the border. You could get him on what happened in Afghanistan, the horrible, most embarrassing moment in the history of this country. You could get him on a lot of different things. You could get him at taking cash from countries. You could get him on the prosecutor, not prosecuting his son or the company or whoever it was, Burisma, uh, in, in Ukraine. You could get him on that, uh, where he, it was a quid pro quo, if you remember that. Uh, if they don't drop the prosecutor, we're not giving them a billion dollars of U.S. funds. Uh, if you don't have immunity, you can, you know, I mean, you won't be making any decisions. So you have to have it. And I liken it to the, fa the fact that uh, police have to have their control back. They have to have respect. And you can always have a bad apple. You can always have something happen. But at the same time, you have to, you have to stop crime in this country. It's very much like that. It's very similar to that. But you have to have immunity for a president. And I think most people are seeing that. I've read a lot of legal reports lately and scholarly reports that are saying you really have to have a president of this country has to have immunity or they're not going to be able to function in office. Yeah, Bob? President Trump, when he stays away from the Iowa caucuses, what percentage of your time these days is spent on your campaign? And what percentage is spent on your legal issues? Well, see, my legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil and the criminal ones, are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. This is something that's never happened in this country. Even when you look at this, this is all about Biden and her meeting. So even the civil ones, this is civil, they're set up by Biden. Uh, every single just about case that I'm involved in is set up by Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign, because if you really look at it, they are doing this. It's never been done like this in this country. It's like we're a third world country, a banana republic. But every one of the things that you write about are Biden indictments. And uh, I don't know, you know, I just got a poll. We just had a poll. It just came out and we're leading massively in Iowa. We're leading very big in New Hampshire. We're leading because the people understand this stuff. These are all set up. Every time somebody sees me in court, remember, Joe Biden and his thugs that surround him did it. They're trying to get a man in office that can't put two sentences together, and they're doing that. But so far, we seem to do very well. You know, the Iowa caucus on Monday, an event in New Hampshire Tuesday. Are you going to be back in court for the Keith Carroll case on Wednesday? Yeah, well, that's another one that's uh, sponsored by Reed Hoffman and some Democrat operatives. I never saw this woman in my life other than they have a picture with her and her husband, uh, John Johnson, a nice guy who was a newscaster many years ago. I remember him, and she said horrible things about him uh, since. I mean, horrible, horrible things, called them bad names. Uh, I have no idea who this woman is. I have absolutely no idea. The whole thing is ridiculous that this is even a case. This should never have happened. But again, this is sponsored by the Democrats, it's another case, all sponsored by, it's a demeaning kind of a thing, and that's what they want to do. It's called election interference. And yeah, I'm going to go to it, and I'm going to explain. I don't know who the hell she is. I have no idea. They called me up years ago, and they said, do you know about this woman 25 or 30 years ago? She doesn't even know the date, the time, the month, the season. She has no idea. And if you read and if you watch, Take a look at the Anderson Cooper interview of her. And if you take a look at that, Trump is so innocent.
but we have been given a very unfair trial there, too. I don't get very fair trials in New York. I made a decision about whether you're going to show up for the federal trial. You've showed up here in New York for your civil fraud trial. You just said you're going to show up for the E.G. Carroll case. Are you planning to show up in court yeah. when they begin, whenever they begin? Sure, the, the sure. documents case? I, I would do that. Well, the documents case, I just hear where they want to try and exonerate Biden. And he didn't have the Presidential Records Act. And I do. What I did, nothing wrong. What he did, a lot of people say substantially wrong. Uh, you can't have two tiers of justice in this country. But no, I want to go to all of my trials. These are all, again, these are all set up by Biden and the Democrats. This is. Okay. So that's what's going on with Trump. Also, those reports of a possible strike on U.S. targets in Baghdad seem to maybe have been exaggerated. Uh, air raid sirens went off, I guess, at some point, but that was to alert U.S. personnel there of a heightened security risk. And doesn't look like anything was actually struck, but take everything that I'm telling you lightly because we need to confirm all this information. These are unconfirmed reports about that stuff. The attacks in Yemen absolutely did happen, and I am going to see if I can find the latest information for you while you guys enjoy this. We are Mavericks. We say no to the Trudeau and Biden New World Order. And to bugs. Because bugs are creepy and gross. And people should not eat bugs. Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order Government Overreach The Great Reset Mainstream Media Lies Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now, at FreedomReporters.com That's FreedomReporters.com Maverick News The Antivirus Program For Your Mind Okay, I am checking across various media platforms to see if we're missing anything. And I'll tell you this, looks like we are ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff tonight. Reporting on this situation in Yemen, even before most of the mainstream media. So we're right in there. And thank you to everyone who has been contributing and sending information in to keep us on top of this breaking story on the U.S. and U.K. attack in Yemen. We have this footage coming in from the Red Sea showing what the, um, what would I call this, an armada? This is uh, what the, uh, the ships look like on the U.S., U.K. allied side. Threats to our nations, they don't sleep. 
So what would you call this supplied video? This is not tonight. This is um, well, it's a promo video. I guess you could call it propaganda. Definitely propaganda. Promo marketing, selling a war. Yeah, I don't think that's exactly what's going on on the Red Sea. So it's just a promo video, folks. So that was sent to me, but that's what that is. And that's okay, but here is this angle on the uh, one of the big explosions in the capital city of Sana. After a U.S. airstrike there, here it is again tonight. So, again, I would say this was a limited, targeted attack, not like what we saw when the U.S. went into Iraq with the shock and awe. This meant to send a, is meant to send a very clear message to the Houthis and the other countries aligned with them that these attacks on merchant vessels cannot continue. But uh, as Leo was saying, and I, I agree, I think this is just a prelude to something much bigger. It's going to escalate. It's going to escalate. It's uh, the way it is. So, very disturbing. Um, in Canada... Ed Broadbent has passed away at the age of 87. He's the, uh, he used to be the leader of the New Democratic Party of Canada. Very prominent, famous. He was at the top of his game when I was just a kid back in the 70s and 80s. He was elected to parliament back in 1968 for the first time. Sat as a, uh, a New Democrat MP for over 20 years. He was there serving when we had Pierre Trudeau. He was, you know, always sparring with Pierre Trudeau in the House of Commons. He was there for Joe Clark, the Conservatives. He was there for a time when Brian Mulroney was the Prime Minister. He had, uh, he was there for quite a long time. Socialist. He was a man of the people, though, when the NDP was, I would say, the party of the working class, the party of unions, the party of, of socialism, but truly was in there, I would say, 
fighting for issues or focusing on issues that mattered most to, again, the working class, blue-collar Canadians, average, ordinary working-class people. Those, that, that, those were the days when the NDP was still in sync with its roots, its socialist roots. Today, the NDP, not really the same. It, uh, it embraces identity politics, still left-wing, but because of the evolution of the political forces that identify as being on the socialist left in this country, I would describe them, it's, it, they've shifted from being that kind of a socialist to a neoliberal woke socialist identity politics socialism and that is what the ndp is today focused on immigration but not on limiting immigration on maximizing immigration that is largely i would say today at you know the focal point for the ndp in canada that along with cultural revolution even cultural marxism if you will um, anti-colonialism, that type of ideology. So without editorializing too much, as I have many times in the past on that kind of politics, that's where the NDP is today. Ed Broadbent was the old school socialist. And um, I know that people on the left will certainly miss him. I think Canadians in general will. He... Uh, fought for Canada in his own way, but he was prominent on the political scene at a time when Canada was still a country with an identity. And today that has all been shifted, eroded, changed, whatever it is today. Uh, I'm not sure it's it isn't what it was. I don't recognize it anymore. And I think Trudeau has been very successful in turning it into the world's first post-national or post-nation state. So a tip of the hat to Ed Broadbent tonight. In British Columbia, the provincial government, if you can believe this, is focused on providing a safe supply of fentanyl to both adults and youths. Now, back in August, the BC government launched new protocols to allow doctors to prescribe safer supply fentanyl tablets and liquid fentanyl, which is 10 times stronger than hydromorphone, which is derived from fentanyl. So they're looking at, so they're going to make this stuff available, not just to adults, but also to kids. Safe supply. And these programs, these safer supply programs claim to reduce overdoses and reduce deaths by providing pharmaceutical grade fentanyl 
and other drugs as alternatives to street drugs, which these experts say can be tainted with illegal or foreign substances. But of course, this is setting off a firestorm of controversy out in British Columbia and even across Canada because, well, let's just face it, it isn't clear that these kinds of programs actually worse, and there's some evidence to suggest that this may actually make things worse. You don't cure an addiction by giving more of some more of a drug to the drug addict. You might save a life, I guess, by preventing them from getting their hands on or being exposed to contaminated drugs that might be toxic, but you're not going to solve the addiction, in my opinion, by giving them the very drug they're addicted to for free and say, well, here, it's safe. Just take this, inject over there, swallow this over there. So... Again, tonight, more public attention being focused on that. Some new reports coming out related to it. And now they're talking about not making it not just available to adults, but also to kids who are also addicted or whatever to, to fentanyl, which is killing people in record numbers in North America. Some people believe that it's actually intentional that our country is being flooded with the drug by the Chinese government. That's what some people say. There's evidence to suggest that may well be true because that is where it is coming from, China. And I know that when uh, Biden met with Xi Jinping, he talked about the problem and Xi Jinping said that steps would be taken to stem the flow of fentanyl into North America and through the United States. Also, today, Iran has confirmed that it is behind the hijacking of that oil tanker, MV St. Nicholas, near Oman. Now, this ship is U.S. controlled, Greek operated. It was carrying 145,000 tons of oil from Iraq to Turkey. It was boarded and um, turned around and sent toward Iran. And I know that that is going to result in more escalation. This is a picture of the ship. Now, I'm sure that if you're listening to other people online who are sympathetic to Iran or aligned with Iran and the countries that are also aligned with Iran, you'll hear a, a different narrative on this in that um, they'll probably, and I haven't, I haven't 
had the time to tune in and find out what the um, the viewpoint from those political pundits might be. But I can predict, I think with some high degree of accuracy, that they will tell you that uh, the U.S. had it coming because the U.S. steals everything from everyone anyway. So um, it's only just it's just justification. It's justified to board this ship and take it and confiscate the ship and all the oil. So this is just further escalation, another attack on what essentially is a merchant vessel, an oil tanker. And as I said, because of this escalation, get ready to pay more at the pump. That is coming as well. As, as fallout from all of this Let me see if I don't want to miss anything else here tonight. I know that uh, I know that in Saudi Arabia too, they're on heightened alert because of um, everything going on in Yemen. And also, the uh, the South African case against Israel, where they are accusing Israel of genocide against Palestine, began at the International Court of Justice today. So here's what I know so far about that. The UN, their top court, has heard South Africa's case that Israel's military assault on the Gaza Strip is tantamount to genocide against Palestinians. This is an accusation that Israel has vehemently denied, and they are saying that it's atrocious and preposterous. Those are the words of Israeli officials. They are basically saying that South Africa is really acting as the legal arm for Hamas. That's the counter-argument or accusation coming from Israel today. South Africa is right now asking the International Court of Justice to order an immediate ceasefire, a halt to Israel's military operation there. A decision on that, though, from the court could take weeks. And even then, I'm not sure where that leaves everything. Now, Israel is a signatory to the genocide um, legalities that govern such things. And so in that respect, they would be bound by, I think, any decision coming out of this. But we're at war, and I don't know. Sometimes these things, these international agreements, tend to fall apart in the face of actual warfare. So this is not over yet, of course. This is an ongoing legal process international legal process. We're going to be um, involved here in at least two days of opening arguments. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has um, rejected these comments from South Africa. 
He has said that Israel has no intention of permanently occupying Gaza or displacing its civilian population. And the United States has been, as we know, putting pressure on Israel. They want Israel to kind of scale things back, reduce civilian casualties, killing. And I don't think there's any question that Israel has been directly targeting civilians. That in itself, in modern times, given that the world has tried to apply rules even to warfare in the modern age, in that respect, yes, I think that Israel has engaged in war crimes. And so, too, had did Hamas on October 7th when they targeted civilians directly and that is, I think, the truth. Both sides have done this. Both sides are guilty. And Hamas did take civilians as hostages. And they continue to hold civilians as hostages. I am honestly surprised that the media, especially the mainstream media, has not been making more of a big deal out of the hostages being held. You may recall, if you're old enough like me, getting ancient, when Jimmy Carter had the hostage crisis with Iran, it was a daily thing. They had every single night on the, uh, on the news, television, they would have the slide up beside the anchor with the number of days that the U.S. hostages had been held in Iran, you're not seeing that kind of coverage here, not with this. I'm kind of surprised you have all these civilians being held and it drags on and on and on. And Canada, as we saw yesterday, being pressured to throw support behind South Africa's challenge to Israel, accusing Israel of not just war crimes, but actual genocide. And that's very serious stuff. Uh, I would say, actually, you know, like I said, I, in my view, what happened on October 7th was a trap. Israel fell for it. I think that the civilians in the Gaza Strip are being used as martyrs. I don't think that this is me editorializing. I don't think that Hamas, um, I think Hamas is quite willing, was quite willing, continues to be willing to sacrifice the pawns the civilians, knowing they knew full well that Israel would respond with full force as they did. I think they were counting on it. And it's the highest honor for people of that mindset or religious ideology to martyr themselves. It's, uh, it's instant salvation, if you will. Guaranteed. If you're an adult, you get the, the, the you get the, the virgins on the other side of death.
if you are martyred and beyond that, um, your family will be taken care of forever if you are martyred. And we've seen Hamas terrorist groups, radical Islamists repeatedly over time use civilians as human shields. It's just par for the course. And that is what we're seeing in Gaza. I, I don't excuse anything Israel has done. I also don't excuse anything that Hamas is doing. I don't, but I also see the strategy in a way that the majority of people, I, I don't think they do see what is really going on with regard to that. And it's disgusting as far as I'm concerned. And it's a huge trap. And, you know, the with Israel pushing and the way that they are pushing, um, every child is being martyred. Every adult is being martyred, but especially the children. And as they show Israel's destruction in Gaza, that every, every, the more they win, the more they lose because they're losing in the court of public opinion. And as that unfolds, I'll tell you what else it's doing to Israel is it's removing their shield of immunity from criticism and actual physical attack because of their position on the victim hierarchy as victims of the Holocaust. It cancels it out in the minds of people. And I think that's part of the strategy as well, especially from the information warfare side. It's a critical part of the, of the, of the strategy. You might not remember, but if you think back about two, three, four months ago even, maybe even longer than that, I told everybody here on this program that we were being fed a narrative that was based on these old anti-Semitic tropes through a lot of the it's time to wake up political narratives that we were just being told over and over again. But it, but through the past three years, we were we've been told that it's like the, it's the elites, it's the elites, it's the elites. The globalists, the elites. Yeah. Okay. But there was the unspoken thread flowing through all of that. And the unspoken words were Jew, Zionists. And I told you months ago, and I repeated it many times. I said, there's a pivot point coming. And they are going to pivot and they're going to replace the word elite with Jew and or Zionists. And that's exactly what has happened. They primed people. They, they've been working on everyone with the old tropes, the old narratives. And I was missing a lot of it too because it was cloaked with different language, switching up words that weren't racial or even rooted in so much ideology. But this revised version 
of the old anti-Semitic tropes, these this old narrative that they've spun up again, it's rooted in two things, socialism and anti-Semitism. And as I said a long time ago in a one of the programs, I said what we, what we were getting then was anti-Semitism without the Jews. And it was hard for people to understand what I was talking about. But it's on full display here now because now that... Israel has responded the way that they have. And they've dirtied their hands with blood in Gaza. And it's on full display through social media for people to see. The, um, the sympathy the people had for the Jews because of the Holocaust it's been eroded, if not destroyed. They've taken that away. And now they've replaced, they're just coming right out and saying it now. The people who are most adamant about this. There's a lot of people just saying, it's just the Jews. Got to do something about those Jews. This is the Zionists and it's interchangeable for people. Now, I'm probably putting my uh, <laughs> putting a lot on the line just by saying that here tonight, because people are so emotional about it, and these old stories are so powerful. But I've also been trying to tell people: if you dig down deeper, you will find that these old narratives in the end are not really going to not really going to turn out to be entirely true there's a kernel of truth in there there's some truth but then they're wrapping that truth with a whole bunch of spin you dig deeper you dig deeper into epstein you dig deeper into the cabal it's not just the jews oh it's globalists but it's not just jews You'll find oil money, you'll find politics, you'll find communism, you'll find fascism converging into that because that is what it is now. It has become the narrative, if you really look at what they are telling you, it is a combination of the old anti-Jew anti-Semitic tropes and the oppressed versus the oppressor communist slash socialist narrative brought together. And it isn't just the communists. It's, this is why people are having such a hard time understanding this. It's fascism, which is also a form of, it's rooted in socialism. The Nazis in Germany were Socialists, they have a lot in common. And that's going to leave a bad taste in the mouths of some. It's going to blow up some people's minds and they're not going to understand it and they're going to have a hard time dealing with it and they're going to have a hard time finding the way down a, down a correct path so that they end up on the right side of history on this one. Because we've been told that communism's over there on the left and fascism 
Nazism is over there on the right, and it's not true. So you have a lot of people walking around with one eye closed when they think that they're fully awake and they're only halfway there because they're only seeing the old tropes, only hearing that and they're buying into it because of what they're seeing on social media and they're not digging deep enough. There's a whole other layer underneath what you are being fed. And it's dangerous. And that is why we are getting what we're getting here domestically on the domestic front with all of the immigration and the protests in the streets and people are turned around upside down and actually protesting for things that are self-destructive. Because your people aren't thinking about what the next step in the process is. They don't really see where it's leading. It's all self-destructive and uh, it's not healthy. And that's why the country is being torn apart. And the politicians involved in it, they're the ones facilitating it. I don't know if what I'm saying is cluing anybody in here tonight. I'm just telling you, be careful. Be very, very careful. We're all being tested. We were tested when the pandemic broke out and a lot of people failed because there are a lot of people who are ready and willing to send certain people to camps. Remember the stories in the newspaper? Some people were ready to send the people who didn't get the Kool-Aid injection to camps. Quite happy to do it because they were so afraid and they failed the test. You know, you know that test that we thought we would never have to take? Well, if, you know, there was the second coming of Adolf Hitler or a new rise of fascism and Nazism, oh, I would never do that. I would never participate in that kind of behavior. But a lot of people failed the test, didn't they, during the pandemic? Well, we've been faced with a series of tests over the past three to four years. Are you passing the test? You're being tested right now. Human beings have made these mistakes through history. And it might not be repeating itself, but it's certainly rhyming right now. We are all being tested. Let go of the fear. Put the emotion aside. Really think about these things. Don't believe everything you're seeing on social media. You're being fed information from all sides in order to sell you something. They're all trying to sell you on their side. They want something from you. You think that you're not going to vote your way out of it. You think that you don't matter. You think your voice does. Your voice matters. You matter more than you know. They need your support. They want you. They're recruiting you every day. And they're spending huge money and investing all kinds of resources into getting to that end. Don't fall into the trap.
if you do, if we do, if too many people do, we're going to lose the whole country. If we haven't lost it already, I think, you know, like I said, we're already maybe there. I don't know how we're going to get it back. Maybe. Maybe it just comes down to this, like we have to go through it. And when we get on the other side, hopefully enough people have both eyes open. But I think there's a whole lot of pain coming, folks, between now and that day. One way or another, people are going to be here. We're going to be around. But everything we're seeing today, these attack, this attack in Yemen, the oil tanker seized by Iran, the ongoing escalation in Gaza, now these... Uh, you know, South Africa backing up Palestine and Hamas with the war crimes, genocide accusations at the International Court. This is all very, very real and very volatile. And a lot of people don't want to hear what I'm saying. I, I feel like I'm almost alone over here right now because people are being pulled to the extremes, picking this side or that side. And I'm like, whoa, that's not right. And that's not right. And I'm not doing that. I'm not supporting this. Wait a minute. I know what that is. I'm not going to be pulled there or there. And like Leo said, I don't want our young people going off to war to fight a battle that can't be won. Not really, not in the long run. You're not going to bomb people into submission. I said the other night, the bombings will continue until democracy improves. That's not going to work. Israel made a huge mistake. Tomorrow night, we'll have um, we have a special show lined up. Uh, we're going to look at police and media relations. We've got some special guests coming in to discuss that issue in the wake of what we saw with the arrest of David Menzies from Rebel News. And so we're going to take a, uh, another look at all of that and, and have a broader discussion on that front tomorrow night here on the Maverick News Channel. And we have some... Uh, some good people coming in to lend their voice to that discussion. People who are credible, knowledgeable, and experienced in that area from policing and from the media side as well. So I'm sure that that will be of interest to everyone here because policing is so, it forms a cornerstone of our democracy and a free society. And so too does media. And right now, at least a good portion of the media, the independent media, which is sort of a, an evolving arm of media. Um, I don't think the police really, or the government really knows what to do with independent media outlets or independent journalists like myself and others, and even Rebel News. So we'll have a larger discussion about it tomorrow night. I hope you can all join me here again on the Maverick News channel. Um, I think we've 
got it covered there in Yemen tonight, and we have that story pretty much under control. We brought you up to date. I'm sure we'll get more details on it uh, between now and tomorrow night. So we'll bring you all of that, you know, the updates on that tomorrow. But uh, yeah, we were actually ahead of the curve and really beat the mainstream media on that tonight with our reporting here, as did some other independent media outlets as well. So hats off to the independents tonight. Good job. And thank you to everyone who funneled information in here. And let me just check my incoming messages. Just, just make sure that I'm not missing anything, any new updates in that regard. Yeah. See, here's an editorial. Um, a trap has been set to weaken the United States military. That's an opinion. And I would say, yeah, like I said earlier tonight, I think a lot of this is like uh, these attacks and the, the merchant shipping lanes. Um, it's like, bring it on, bring it over here. I think it's it is it's it's kind of a trap. I think what we need is de-escalation, not more bombs. I don't know. We need a better strategy. There is one big development here, but I I heard about it earlier. I didn't report on it. Give me a minute. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign off quite yet. Let me just. Uh, let me just rule this. Well, I see if I can confirm what's going on with this report. And I don't want to say anything about it until I confirm this to be accurate and true. There's too much information coming in that is just not factual. And I don't want to spread that here. So give me just a moment, but this could be significant. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow, maybe too late. Too late, too late, too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Give me just a moment longer because uh, I don't know. I think it might not be true, but if it is true, it's significant. But I, uh, I just this is very difficult. I I want truth, so just stick with me.
Maverick News. The world is watching. I'm still working on this. I'm trying to see if I can find a, a credible source. I've got several reports coming in about this element of the story, but I don't trust the sources. And I'm not finding confirmation from any credible source on this. And even though I have three reports of it, I don't know if it's true. Getting nothing from any any of any sources that I would say are credible. No confirmation. So I'm not going to report on it. Because it could just be straight up propaganda. Why would they report on something so major? in such a, an incorrect way, if it is in fact incorrect. It would uh, be rather embarrassing, wouldn't you think, to report something huge or something really significant and only to have it revealed in very short order as being not true, a lie. <sighs> Nevertheless, I want to deal in facts not in fiction. So again, let me just, uh, might only take me a couple more minutes. So let's do this. We'll run another little promo here and uh, I'll see if I can get confirmation. Okay, so I have a statement here from the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, who has been in the hospital with prostate cancer. I will read it to you. It says, in light of the illegal, dangerous, and destabilizing Iranian-backed Houthi attacks against U.S. and international vessels and commercial vessels from many countries lawfully Transiting the Red Sea today, the militaries of the United States and the United Kingdom with support from Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands conducted strikes against military targets in Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen. 
This action is intended to disrupt and degrade the Houthis' capabilities to endanger mariners and threaten global trade in one of the world's most critical waterways. Today's coalition action sends a clear message to the Houthis that they will bear further costs if they do not end their illegal attacks. Today's strikes targeted sites associated with the Houthis' unmanned aerial vehicle, ballistic and cruise missile, and coastal radar and air surveillance capabilities. The United States maintains its right to self-defense, and if necessary, we will take follow-on actions to protect U.S. forces. Since November 19th, the Houthis have launched more than two dozen attacks on vessels, including commercial vessels, creating an international challenge that demands collective action. Today, a coalition of countries committed to upholding the rules-based international order demonstrated our shared commitment to defending U.S. and international vessels and commercial vessels exercising navigational rights and freedoms from illegal and unjustifiable attacks. We will not hesitate to defend our forces, the global economy, and the free flow of legitimate commerce in one of the world's vital waterways. That from the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. And given that we're getting that statement from the Defense Secretary, with no reference at all to this other report that I'm getting, I'm inclined to think that this information that I've received on this other story is probably just not true. So I'm just not going to pay it any more mind for the moment. If there's verification, fine, but it's coming from one side only and... I'm just, unless I see evidence, confirmation, no. No. So that's where we're at tonight on this, the 11th day of January 2024. 11 days into the new year. What's this year going to be like? Pretty volatile stuff. Just going to check the chat before we go. See if I can go. Yeah. I think we've got it covered for tonight, folks. I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. I hope that I served you well. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Thank you to all those who called in this evening to join in on the conversation. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a great broadcast. Got some great people coming on to have that broader discussion on freedom of media, relations between police and reporters, scrumming, politicians, democracy, freedom of speech. All these issues will 
come into focus tomorrow night. Love all you guys. See you tomorrow on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.